Ready. All right, welcome. Episode number 48, <clears throat> halfway to 96. Uh, you got to make sure I share it on Facebook and stuff. You know, that's kind yeah, of that's what I'm looking for. The pregame what thing. I know the last episode I started the intro with that, and you know, I'll do it again here. Anyway, uh, so this is an episode that there's no preview or review, which is great because the reviews are long and boring. Wow. That was a joke. Uh, it didn't oh, like land. A, an attack on me. I mean, you know, I think, you know, 35 to 40 minutes on a game, you know, it's uh, is where it is. Anyway, swing and a miss. So I got to put the ticker at the bottom there. Forgot to do that. So really not even prepared, but we're live earlier than usual. So we get some slack on not being 100% prepared. Uh, Anyway, Illinois and Iowa tonight. That is what we're here to talk about. That's why we're doing this. And if Illinois loses this game, does this happen? Underwood. Thin ice! <laughs> Maybe it does. Maybe it does. Uh, it, it, it should. I don't think it should. But, oh, you know. okay. Well, I, Iowa is a really good team. I think the Maryland game was a game where you could say that. Right. Um, but, I mean, this is going to be interesting. You know, Ohio State was good, too. I mean, we're finding that out quickly, that Ohio State's yes, maybe a little better go. than we thought. Uh, and I was looking kind of back at last year's game against um, against Iowa, which was the last game of the season, it turned out to be, mm-hmm. uh, in March. And, like, that game started out, Iowa had, like, a 10-point lead in that game at the beginning. And then Illinois came back, and they were doing what they were supposed to do, which is – get the freaking crowd into it because there was a crowd at that time. Right. So get them into it. Illinois took a big lead. They kind of, you know, didn't press as much as the end. Iowa got back into the game. They had a chance to tie it uh, down two at the last second. Kofi blocks cars, and that's how the game goes. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, this – It was a great game. It's sad that that was the last game. But, yeah. I mean, And it's sad that the last – Part of the call was Illinois won't play until Friday at the Big Ten tournament or whatever. Yeah, they said. Yeah, Wednesday or Thursday. I don't remember the day, but you know, is what it is. I think we moved past that because we know there's going to be a tournament this year. That's right. So no it's all it's all it. cool. But um, so I think the big key for this game, you know, you got both teams coming off of a lot of rest. Uh, Illinois two days extra of rest in Iowa. And the key yeah. for Illinois is to not come out super rusty while Iowa doesn't, because I think Iowa has enough shooters. That they're going to score no matter what. Yeah, and they, you know, that Iowa coming off that Indiana game, and uh, you know they didn't shoot well in that game. So I, I would have rather them come off a win than a loss because you never want to play a good team after a loss. But well, maybe the extra time will negate the fact that it was, you know, that they came off that loss. But didn't don't, don't you think Ohio State said the same thing? We don't want to play Illinois off of a loss to Maryland and they beat them. Yeah. Probably. And here's the thing. If you want to tie these two things together, if you believe in like coincidences and that kind of stuff, you know, or whatever, uh, fate, as they say, 
Uh-huh. So you got Illinois losing to Maryland, a team that they should beat at home. Okay. Their game with Nebraska gets canceled. They play Ohio State, a team that's near their level, and they lose again. Iowa loses to Indiana at home, a team they should beat. Their game against Nebraska gets canceled. They play Illinois, a team on their level. I like, I mean, I like your thought. I can see that being the case. You never know. Uh, yeah. So this is the biggest game of the season by far to this Absolutely. point. Uh, this is, you know, the start of a stretch where Illinois is going to be playing a lot of really good teams. Now, how good is Michigan State? We don't really know. They got absolutely embarrassed last night against yeah. Rutgers. They're Crazy. 37 points. That's so bad. I know Rutgers is really good defensively, but Illinois scored 88 against Rutgers. So right. stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Uh, <laughs> these teams don't like each other. We've heard that multiple times. I know Io said that when he was on Stuffed with John Rossi. And interesting how he goes on a national show and not an Illini dedicated program. Very yeah, interesting. Uh, yeah. I don't, apparently, you know, you got to be John Rothstein level. He's connected, you know. A little bit bigger than us, but a little bit, yeah. One day, you know, he should come on with us. Rothstein should. Uh, so they played the last game of the season, as I said. Uh, I was currently second in the Big Ten, and the line I went will move them into a tie for second with Wisconsin. And I know I didn't write that, I'm pretty sure you did. So I did, yeah, did yeah. Then. Um, so yeah, that, this game is super big as far as Illinois' chances of you know winning the Big Ten regular season. Um, and kind of where I feel like it's kind of a test to see where they actually are, you know, after losing um, to Maryland and Ohio State, uh, you know, I think a bounce back, you know, they they got to beat Penn State. They got that game out of the way. But um, this is really going to show us, you know, what what team we have, I think. You would think so. Yes. Uh, you know. Thanks. I saw something on Twitter. I... Oh. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Retweeting Cardinal stuff or something? This is Illinois basketball podcast. I'm seeing if you know the thing's going to happen. But anyway, uh, Haslametrically speaking, let's go into that. Uh, Illinois tenth overall. Iowa's fifth. You look at offensive efficiency. No surprise. Iowa's second in the country. Two. Gonzaga, of course, who's number one. That's no surprise. Uh, everyone knows Baylor's better than Gonzaga. Anyway, the defensive efficiency. Illinois seventh, and Iowa seventieth. So Iowa. Second in offense, 70th in defense. Illinois, 22 in offense, 7 in defense. So if you look at balance, Illinois is a little more balanced, which isn't surprising, but Iowa can beat teams by not – like most of their wins, they haven't played defense. I mean, they've given up a lot of points. Um, strength of schedule, Iowa 74th, Illinois 21st. Because if you look at Iowa's schedule, you know, NC Central, Southern, Western Illinois, North Carolina is not that great of a team, but they're one of the better teams that Iowa's played. Iowa State's not good. Northern Illinois is not good. Uh, so they're non-conference strength of schedule. Other than North Carolina and Gonzaga, they played nobody. And you look at Illinois, Illinois played Baylor. Illinois played Missouri. Illinois you know, they played Duke, and is Duke better than North Carolina? No. So, you know, Illinois' schedule is slightly harder in non-conference for sure. Um, then the expected outcome, which is something that is featured on Haslametrics, which I guess is based it's on all the new metrics. because you never put this before. Well, I think it's there. I think it's been there for years. I just oh. didn't use it. Okay. Um, but Illinois, 80.59, Iowa, 79.68, which I think – since that's been a thing, it might take home court into account more so than it should be. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I in Illinois opening as a two and a half point favorite, or I mean, that surprised me a little bit, I guess, but maybe because they're home, maybe because I don't know. Vegas, Vegas has a reason, I'm sure. 
So Vegas has no idea what they're talking about. Right. Yeah. They, they never make seven. any money. This should be seven. Seven. Eight. Eight, nine, Illinois is going to dominate. Okay, too far already. Um, so, like we said, Iowa's coming off a loss to Indiana. Illinois' last game was Tuesday the 19th, which feels so long ago, 10 yeah. days ago, uh, where they beat Penn State. Uh, Second-best team Illinois played this season, like I said, behind Baylor. And I don't really think it's close. Like I think it's Baylor, then a couple lines, then Iowa, then a couple lines, then Ohio State and Missouri, I think, is how Illinois' schedule's been. But you never know. Um, so, like I said, Iowa schedule. They've beaten North Carolina Central by 30. They beat Southern by 27. They beat Western Illinois by uh, 31. 41. I think 41. 41. 10 off. I knew that the whole time. Uh, they beat North Carolina by 13. I'm doing it in my head. It's very quick. Very quick math. Iowa State by uh, 28. Thank you. Uh Purdue by 15. I skipped Northern Illinois. They beat them by 53. Nailed their points. Wow. Um, Northwestern, they beat by 15. They barely beat Rutgers. That was a really close game. They beat them by two. Uh, they beat Maryland by 22. Yes. Like <laughs> it was 32. Test for you. <laughs> they beat Minnesota by 15. They beat uh, Northwestern again by 23. <clears throat> they lost to Gonzaga by 11. That game wasn't really that close till the end. Lost to Minnesota by seven. Lost to Indiana by. Uh, 13. No. Yes. No. 12. Damn it. Okay. I knew it. I'm usually <laughs> good at that. Uh, so they have two Big Ten losses. Illinois has three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they lost to Baylor Missouri non conference. So, you know, like you said, this would tie them. Yeah. Um, they, yeah, definitely need to get, get a win here, especially at home, off a lot of rest. Um, and then, move forward that just keep winning. That's how you win the big 10, right? I don't think that them being at home factors into this at all. Probably not. They've lost two home games. I agree. So, yeah. I agree. I agree. Wait, did they lost three home games? No, they're They lost to Rutgers on the road. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shouldn't have lost that game. Uh, Kofi said, and a great quote by Kofi that is inaccurate. I personally think Illinois and Iowa is one of the biggest rivalries there is in college basketball. No, no, yeah. Um, I I like that he's that passionate, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's a big statement. I think Illinois even has bigger rivalries, but um, as far as in college basketball, I mean, you got Duke, North Carolina. You know, I don't know. Michigan State, Michigan is probably a bigger rivalry than Illinois, Iowa. Illinois, but, Indiana. Yeah. But I got a tweet. But, to hey, if that's what they're guys. hey, if that's what they're doing to get pumped up, I'll take it. So yeah, it's fine. You know, uh, you know. And uh, I think Underwood has the perfect call on this. Um, uh, talking about the team. Uh, Playing Iowa, he said, I don't know if you contain Luca. You're going to do a great job on Luca, and he's going to get 20 or 30. I think you have to make his touches hard, and you have to contest from three. Um, we've seen how Kofi guards the three, so hopefully he can guard it a little bit better. Um, Garza is going to get his points. It's shutting down everybody else. Um, I believe they shut down Garza in the first half of the game last year, so that kind of helped with the win. But um, yeah, and and this is kind of everybody's thoughts on on this is 
this is how you have to go against Iowa's. Let Garza do what he does and make sure the other guys don't do anything. So Yeah, here's a tweet from your guy, Kipper Nichols, checking in on Twitter. Uh, he says beat Iowa. I'm surprised he still likes Illinois. I don't know. I feel like the fans, including us, especially him, were very hard on Kipper because uh, he wasn't as good as we thought he should be at the end of his career at Illinois. And, uh, you know, he still, Sorry. he still likes Dogs. Illinois. He's still a fan. He should be. We loved beat him Iowa. too. No, we didn't. Oh, okay. You definitely didn't. I mean, we can pull up the clips. I'm sure there's <laughs> many of them. And also That's that not. tweet – that tweet that has that fat guy in the orange, that Anthony, whatever his name is, former football player, in the orange, like, wrestling-looking outfit, mm-hmm. shooting bricks, and it says Kipper on the tweet. <laughs> and I know you enjoyed that. Uh, so, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. All right. Prediction-wise, since, uh, you know, we're going to take a lot of – if you got any questions and you're watching, which I know nobody is, if you have questions and you're watching, send them in because we'll answer them. But uh, prediction-wise, all right. Here we Come go. On. Hold on. Nailed it. <laughs> you have Illinois losing. I have Illinois winning. winning. I've changed it. I've changed That's it. Okay. Weird. When we talked yesterday, I had Illinois losing. But you know what? It's Iowa. Illinois is pumped. Iowa went and talked to John. You know, I think they're going to be ready to go. I think it's going to be just running, scoring, all game, 98-95 Illinois. I think that's too many points. Uh, I do. I don't. I think if you look at a game and you just think, you know, Iowa's involved, so they're going to score a ton. I don't see that happening. I think we're going to have a similar score to last year Illinois 78, Iowa 73. Um, I don't know why I think they're going to win. I just have a weird feeling. Like, I think this is kind of the time where they actually start to win some games and string some games together. It's the time where they have to, really. They got to get hot. What made made me change it? I just. You know, I wasn't very confident yesterday, but I was a little tired. So, you know, maybe it was messing with my mind. So, and I think, you know, our guy, Tony Patelis at College Hoop News, who we got to get him on something soon at some point uh, on a podcast uh, or something, uh, you know, covers college hoops. But he said, okay. he said this on Twitter. I got to find it. Big matchup in the Big Ten tonight with Iowa at Illinois. Let's see which Illinois team shows up. The Illini are super talented, but have been inconsistent. So we're all on the same page with I Illinois. Consistent. I think that's that's the big thing. So I'm thinking Adam Miller goes for 15 tonight. Uh, Io goes for like 25. Kofi gets like 18. I feel like Kofi should score more, but he won't. Um, Garza can't hold. The the big thing that I'm worried about with this game is when Kofi's not on the floor. Garza's just going to score whenever he wants. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, well, because I think Kofi's only averaging like 27 minutes. Which is ridiculous. Um, but, I, you know, and you, it's impossible to get Garza in foul trouble because he gets every call. But if they can find a way to get him in foul trouble would be huge. I was I mean, some of the clips from last year's game, it's like whenever Georgie's in and Garza's in and Kofi's not in, Georgie just has to foul him. Yeah. So, yeah, and I don't think they're going to time it up either. I think McCaffrey is going to try to be getting Garza in when Kofi's not in, and Underwood's going to be trying to get Kofi in when Garza's not in. Not as much as McCaffrey would, but you know, I wonder how many minutes Garza's playing a game 36, probably 35. 
He's got to be playing almost all the minutes because he never gets in foul trouble, like you said, because God forbid we call a foul on the best player in the nation. <laughs> Jesus, he's not even the best player in the nation. If I had to start a, if I had to start a team, if I had to start a team, my number one pick in college basketball would not be Garza. Really? Yeah. He'd Why? Be number two or three. Because I like guards. Okay. And I like guards who can defend and shoot and give me anyone from Baylor. Jared Butler. Uh, Garza is averaging 29.9, so they're averaging about the same. Yeah, they're both going to play 35 tonight. Yeah, let's hope. Until Kofi gets like five fouls in the first minute because he <laughs> touched Garza. Yeah, because you know Illinois is not going to get any calls at home because they never do. Why would they? Garza is going to throw Kofi's arm into his own face, and yeah. it's going to be a flagrant on Kofi. Yeah. It's going to be an ejection this time, probably. Um, so that's the episode. Thanks for real quick. I want to throw another jab at him. My starting five, Garza? yeah, my starting five in, in college basketball right now would be Jared Butler, would be my number one guard. He'd be running the show, right? John Petty Jr. from Alabama because he hits every single three ever. Yeah. Corey Kispert. Gonzaga, one of the best three-point shooters I've ever seen in college basketball. So he'd be there. Um, and then anybody but Luca Garza at the 4-5. I feel like you're throwing shade at our point guard, too. No, I'm, okay. I'm good on that. I'm going for different styles. You know, you got Kispert and Petty just shoot, and they can do it whenever they want. And Jared Butler can do everything. Okay. And then anyone else you want at the 4 and the 5. Like, anybody. Um Anyone but Garza, really. So, sup, Luca? Maybe Kofi. Huh? No, I'm good on that. Okay, well, <laughs> throw shade on the whole Big Ten. Not the best conference, I guess, huh? Uh, I'll take I'll take Hunter Dickinson definitely. Okay. No, I won't. That was a joke. <laughs> so, we just burned like a minute and a half on that. So, boom. Good work. Yes. All right, midseason awards. Since we have nothing else to do, so we figured we'd add this to the episode. And we're going to be honest; we're not going to sit here and act like this was planned the entire time. You know, we uh, we're just we got to fill time, and it's it's literally the Big Ten's fault and Illinois' fault that we have to do a podcast that doesn't have a game review. Yeah, because Illinois had a hundred days off. Uh, Underwood said that they talked; they thought that they had like two two teams confirmed, and they fell through. The teams um, got so, scared is what he's trying to say. Yeah, I don't know what exactly happened. I don't know why they – I don't know. Anyways, on to midseason awards. Yep. All right. <laughs> Best offensive player on the team. What, what did the Cardinals do? Why uh, Did they – Nothing. Do I'm, just, I'm just making yeah, sure. Tweeting about it. I'm not tweeting anything. I'm just looking no. at Twitter. All right. Best offensive player. Go. I'm going with Kofi. Uh, he's averaging almost 18 points a game, shooting 70% from the field. Uh, is just a double-double machine. So, I mean, I don't know how you don't pick Kofi. In Big Ten play, he's almost averaging 20 a game. <laughs> so, uh, I figured I'd go a different direction. Oh, okay. 
I think our expectations of Io are so high that we kind of forget how good he is when he's not playing as well as we think he is. I agree. So, yeah, because first of all, Io is still averaging 20 plus a game. So, 49% from the field as a guard. Okay. Again, 38% from three, which is about what we expected. And 81% from the free throw line, which is best on the team, I think, right? So, I believe so. Okay. Look at his rebounding numbers. Six rebounds a game, almost basically five assists, and 21 points. 21, six, and five. He's stuffing the stat sheet. Everybody forgot how good he is. Okay, so we need to calm down, folks. And he's only averaging 2.9 turnovers per game. Even in the old Michael Jordan treatment, you know. Exactly. Definitely not LeBron. Uh, (laughs) I mean, you look at, you know, 28 points, 22 points, 27 points, 18 points, 18 points, 36 points, 10 points, 22, 30, 30, 12, 15, 23, 22, 13. How rap God. So what's Kofi been doing? Nothing. That was that was a joke, but <laughs> Kofi was I, just... you know what and it is, you know, that that's the thing. Nice thing is Illinois has the two guys that are are coming out and they're putting up points every time. Uh, and we talk about they need to get a third. Um, hopefully they somebody can step up into that role. Yeah, Kofi's been great. I just figured that we shouldn't go the same. You know? I agree. I agree. And I think it's only fair that we mentioned the two best the two best players in the squad. Absolutely. There you Absolutely. go. So defensive player as of right now. I'm gonna go with Trent Frazier. Um, I feel like his defense has been really good this year. Um, he shut down Stefanovic when they played Purdue. Um, he's averaging 1.6 steals a game. And uh, Underwood was asked about him being left off of the midseason defensive player of the year. And Underwood said, to say I'm angry would probably be an understatement. It's a travesty, in my opinion. Thoughts? The overreaction of the year. I mean, my God, dude. Seriously. <laughs> Are you you're mad because he sticks up for his team? That's fine. I like that. But, like, it's, it's, it's not that egregious. It's not that egregious that he's not on there. I mean, come on. This isn't like, you know. The thing uh, is, Underwood sees him play every day and how much, how well he's doing. So I think that's probably a big part of it. I mean, I, you know, I see the games that he plays. I don't have the time to watch the practice, okay? So. Yeah, well. Underwood probably weighs practice like 55% and games 45% because he has that weird way of thinking. Um, I went with Io because I'm going to pick Io for everything. Um, <laughs> why, why change it up? You know. I'm, well, I just think I that defensively, I think he's been great. I think he's. Uh, I, I mean, I wanted to pick Demonte. Yes. I wish they'd put him on a four, though. Can they put him on a four for me? Just no, one time. Probably not. Probably not. No. Why not? Who's he going to guard tonight? Wieskamp? I don't know. Probably Wieskamp. Probably should. Probably Wieskamp. Yeah, is Frederick out for Iowa? I never even looked that up. I know he got hurt against Indiana. I wonder if he's going to play. Oh, sure, he will. He's had a lot of days. Yeah, he's had a month off. So yeah, um, my explanation is quote Io uh, as the best defensive player. He is good at defense. So. Yes, and for best offensive, you put he does fun things. So. Yes, so both both are true. Boom. You can't get that kind of analysis anywhere else. Yep. So. Best off the bench, you went with 
Georgie Beshahana Savili. My boy, Georgie. Yes, I'm giving it to Georgie. Uh, I think that he's been really good recently, more recently than maybe he was um, coming in and getting points and kind of giving the team a little offense. Uh, and he's shooting 62% from the field. So it's not like he's, you know, he's 50% from three, which is pretty good. You know, I think he's one for two or something, but um, better than 16% like some other guys on the team. That was a quite a shot there. We're um, some people today, aren't we? Uh, I mean, I don't know why you just didn't go with Curbelo for both this one and the next because one. Because I wanted to mix it up, unlike you, who picks the same three guys for all our awards. Best off the bench, Io DeSumo. Uh, <laughs> no, but, you know, Curbelo is – You would have picked him. Yeah, Curbelo is the easy choice here. I mean, come on. He literally changed every game for, like, the first ten games when he came yeah. off the bench. I agree. He did. And, you know, um, that, that, that would be why I picked him as best newcomer over the, the ace wolf. So, um, you know, Curbelo's had, had a rough three game stretch. Um, but he's, he's still, he's averaging eight and a half a game. Um, he has 4.4 assists a game, which is like a half assist away from IO and he's doing in 12 less minutes a game. So, um, he does. He still has 2.5 turnovers a game, which he needs to figure out. Um, but he plays loose sometimes, sometimes too loose. But obviously, the best player that uh, is in this freshman class as of right now, midseason. Uh, you're completely wrong. Obviously, Adam Miller is the guy. Um, he actually plays defense, so you got that. Sure. Um, and he you don't think the- Curbelo plays defense. Not really, no, I don't. Okay. Um, and I don't think he's good at it. So. Like, he he has more steals than... Yeah, and every time he gets the steal, he gets out of control and turns it back over. So. That's fine, but no, it's, it's not. still good defense. He's Perbello is very good at reading people. So Maybe then, not reading with his man, but he's very good at reading people. And <laughs> high, high basketball IQ, as they say. Turning turnovers into nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Not a fan of that personally. Um, Miller yeah. shot the ball well in Big Ten play. He has the last five or six games. The first couple of Big Ten yeah. games were not good. Non-conference, he shot the ball well in almost every game except when they stopped giving him the ball. Missouri, why didn't he get the ball more? Uh, Baylor, I mean, nobody played well in that game, so whatever. Except for Georgie. Georgie actually had a good game against Baylor, um, and. Missouri, they stopped giving him the ball. Duke, he made a couple shots early. That was that. Uh, so, you know, give him the ball. I mean, what are we doing? I think, I think the highlight here is we have two really good freshmen and then hopefully another one in Hawkins. Um, and the highlight next year, the highlight next year is that we have Luke Goody and nobody else. Um, so, yeah. But, but does that, I mean – Maybe yes. we get the seniors back. I don't know what's going on with that. Namari Burnett, he should he should yes, join too. the squad. They have a scholarship open for him. I mean, there's no way they won't. Uh, best single game performance is yeah, obviously these, these next two were uh, from my friends because we were thinking of things. But Kofi at Minnesota, where he had what 33 and 13. Yeah, yeah, absolutely there's... dominated. I mean, if they would have beaten Missouri, you could have picked Iowa because he had 36. And he, if we would have made that shot, 39, probably would have ended up with 40-plus because they probably would have gone overtime. Yeah, so, true. 
Yeah. True. But Kofi was just dominant all over the court. And the and, and it turned out to be a, a really good win too. I mean, the way Minnesota went on after that. So Yeah, Illinois. I mean, it helped that Robbins got into foul trouble early, and that's what can happen mm-hmm. if they can get the guy that's guarding Kofi, who's actually a semi-formidable opponent, to get in foul trouble. Kofi can just go to work. So they can get Garza in there, which will never happen, like we said. That's how you get Kofi going. Mm-hmm. Either way, I don't really think it matters. Like He's going to play well no matter what, unless he's just off and not making anything. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, this next one uh... – is stupid. <laughs> it's the next one. Best nickname, um, either given to yourself or given by somebody else, whatever you want to do. And one um, of them's unoriginal and ripoff. <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh yeah, go can you go tell Deion Thomas that, please? No, but I'm just okay. saying, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Dion's not the only guy that calls him that. And Dion gave credit and said who the other guy that was nicknamed that. Yeah. So other did. people he just did. do it without saying it. Yep. Um, yeah. But Dion is dubbing him uh, Curbelo El Mago. Mago, I can't speak Spanish. So, um, which the magician, as you guys know, that. AKA the nickname of the most fans. overrated shortstop whoa. in baseball. Yep. Whoa. And uh, yeah. So. I'm giving it to him because uh, Deion Thomas gave it, gave him the nickname or other guys with Deion. We did have Deion on the show. A little plug if you haven't listened to it, episode 45. Well, welcome to go back and listen to it. Who are you going with? Yeah, uh, obviously Adam Miller, just for the controversy. <laughs> I really don't care about this. So I, I, just, know. You know, Nobody I, went, I went with it. Nobody does care. I agree. Uh, so, yeah. Just so, fun. Just trying to have fun, Ethan. It'll be okay. Yeah, I'd rather not. Um, so there they are. Wrap them up. Midseason awards. Hope you liked them. If you have any complaints with them, go ahead and uh, drop a comment and let us know. Definitely. Uh, around the Big Ten. Here we go. Michigan, sole possession of first place. They beat up on Purdue. A Stefanovic-less Purdue team. On Friday, I think that was. Um, let's see. The entire university suspended sports for a couple weeks, which is absolutely absurd. That's crazy. I mean, it's one positive test of a different strain of a strain that the vaccine's supposed to be super effective against no matter what. So we don't react, Michigan, and I'm shocked. They I, have, feel, I feel like you know, teams that are doing really bad are, you know, they have COVID problems, and then teams that maybe want to hang on to first place have COVID problems, but okay. you know, I saw St. Louis's uh, game got postponed, so they didn't play f- since December 23rd and they played on Holy Tuesday. Snaps. They lose to Dayton and then their next game is postponed. <laughs> so I don't even, are they even going to finish? They have, they've seven and two. Wow. That's crazy. That's big implications because in the Atlantic have 10, to play 11, right? I think it's 13, but oh. the Atlantic 10, Who's going to get that bid if St. Louis can't get enough games or if they continue to struggle? Dayton, all the conference, like some conference tournaments are going to—they're going to limit them to how many teams they let in. I think that's smart. I mean, it sucks, but I think it's a logical move if you want to limit the amount of players that are involved. And it makes the regular season play a little bit more fun. Yeah, and there's every conference has teams at the bottom that are garbage, that have no chance. So what's the point in having them continue their garbage and get destroyed in the conference tournament? What's the point? So 
Like Nebraska, screw them. We don't need them there. Penn Whoa. State, meh. Whoa. Get them out. Okay. Have 10 teams at the Big Ten tournament, which will you know, It'll be full. But you know, I think uh, more, of the, more of the smaller conferences should do that. Yeah. And like Rothstein said, if you're going to have a situation where you're going to cancel the conference tournament, you better do it now so teams can know if they have to win the conference to make it. Am I right? Yeah, I but, agree. Um, so there's what 35 automatic bids now since the Ivy League is a bunch of softies. You're yeah. correct, yes. All right, uh, so their first game back, Missouri or Michigan's first game back will be against Illinois on the 11th of February. So, which is ridiculous because I know the players were like petitioning to be able to play, which why wouldn't they be able to? I mean, this is a complete overreaction. Two weeks over I one agree. test. Of a strain that's been likely proven to be effective with the vaccine. Well, and the th- I, I guess the thing is, like, if the guy, if the teams, I, I understand that maybe some of them share the same gyms or whatever, but like, if they haven't got it, and you know, you don't have, you can test in five days, and if nobody got it on the team, then you should be fine. I mean, but. And like I, I'm thing. sure they test every day, anyways. I'm sure these Big Ten schools are testing every single day. Yeah, and another thing that you have to think about is like, do you know how sick Michigan's hockey team is this year? Why are we shutting them down? You have, you know, S- sounds like the Michigan's happy being really good right now, and they just want a little break. I mean, their hockey team this year is sick. Uh, Owen Power, Matthew Beneers, Kent Johnson, Luke oh, Hughes. Oh, Beneers plays for him? Oh, man, those are top ten picks in this draft this year. I'm telling you, their team is sick. I, I, I'm going to I'm gonna trust your word on that. Ethan also does yeah. a hockey uh, thing. You write, what do you do, write stories? I do. do podcasts? Um, yes, I do. So if you guys are into hockey, check it out. Which, if you're not into hockey, you're not doing the right thing. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, let's go to Michigan State. They're not good. They scored 37 points against Rutgers last night, lost 67-37. So Rutgers, they lost five games in a row. They've won two in a row. They beat Indiana in – where the hell did they play? Why did that blink? Assembly Hall. I don't know. Bloomington. What what city? Okay, yeah, Bloomington. So (laughs) they uh, beat them there, and then they beat uh, in uh, Michigan State. I'm losing it. Michigan State last night, right? Uh Uh-huh. So that means that the Ohio State, as you put it, T-O-S-U, and I think people that do that should be Ohio State fans doing that. I'm not sure why you're doing it, but whatever. Because uh, my brother does it, and I know it pisses you off. They're coming on strong anyway. after the win at Illinois. They went on to beat Wisconsin. Uh, that was in Wisconsin, right? I believe so. And then they yes. beat Penn State, which who cares about Penn State? I mean, that's not even a real game at this point. Um, yeah, they only beat them by, by five or six, yeah. I think, so. Um, Penn State's not good. Uh, I didn't say they were. Well, I'm just saying Ohio State probably didn't wake up for them. They wake up for Illinois. They wake up for Wisconsin. They wake up for Penn State. Sure. So at least Brad Underwood gets his guys to wake up against the bottom feeders. Maryland's <laughs> not a bottom feeder. You can't count Maryland there. Yeah. Maryland has a chance to make the tournament outside chance. Four and um, seven in the Big Ten right now or something, aren't they? Yeah, well, who cares? Uh, so that Wisconsin-Ohio State game was very interesting because Wisconsin is too experienced of a team – to lose at home like they, that. And they had, I mean, they're only, Wisconsin's only averaging, I think, eight turnovers a game. And I think they had eight in the first half of that game. Yeah, that game wasn't even really that close for the most yeah. part. 
Ohio State, and actually Ohio State's pretty similar to a lot of teams in the Big Ten. Like they have a lot of experience, but they also have the younger players coming up. Like Michigan's the same thing. Dickinson coming up. You have Wagner, you have Livers, you have transfers there, uh, Smith and Brown. So yeah. Illinois is the same thing too. Illinois has a couple of really good freshmen, experienced veteran stars. The Big Ten, the top of the Big Ten, the teams are basically modeled the exact same. Other than Wisconsin, Wisconsin doesn't really have that stud freshman, but they right. just have a really experienced deep team. So super experienced, super old, older than the Chicago Bulls say. starting five. <laughs> right? Yeah, crazy. All right, questions from the fans. Questions one from question. the fans. If anybody has any questions, um, we did get one from my buddy Cody. So uh, shout out right now. Where do you predict Illinois' seed in the tournament? Well. Bracketologically speaking. Yeah, I know you're a big bracketology guy, and you'll be able to find bracketology podcasts soon. February 8th. February 8th. It's going to be a collaborative effort this year, so it's going to be me and you doing the uh, – Well, it's going to be a lot of you and then me. It's input type deal. You know, (laughs) We're going to look at different teams. We're going to weigh – Correct. It's, it's going to be a whole process of, you know, how do we weigh certain things? And we're going to have a, we need a, a cool name a, like Castle Metrics. We need like uh, Eth, uh, Bra- Ethanology or something. Swinging a miss. Uh, <laughs> so, Illinois Seed right now, if, if I don't know how much you have to weigh the net rankings into this because Illinois is seventh in the net rankings right. and they're seven and five um, against quad one and two, which is really good. They're over 500 in 12 games against those. I mean, I don't think anybody has played that many games in the top two quads for the most part. Um, so that's a big deal. Uh, I'd say four. <clears throat> that's where I'd go for. Uh, yep. That, that would be mine. Um, I, I'd say four is a, is a nice conservative guess. Um, but I have a feeling if the committee – did their stuff today, they would have Illinois as like a three. Yeah. Yep. Even I can see that just, just with the net rankings. Um, they really like their statistical stuff over. I mean, you know, they're top. Stuff, so. They're very balanced in terms of offensive efficiency and defense efficiency. And I'm sure they take Ken Palm into account for some reason. Mm-hmm. And Illinois is, you know, eighth and 23rd in offense and defense. So. That's the weird thing. Like, Haslametrics has Illinois' offense being worse than their defense, and it's like the complete opposite with Ken Palm. <laughs> that is weird. Which I weigh Haslametrics way more because he's a guy that's a nice guy and engages with his with his people and knows his stuff, and Ken Palm's just a douchebag that sits in a basement. Anyway. I'm the guy sitting in a basement. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm very public, though. I speak a lot. I tweet a lot, you know? What does Ken Baum do on Twitter? He doesn't tweet anything. I don't have any idea. I, don't I wouldn't follow. say that about Ken Baum if he actually engaged and talked to people I and went, went on programs such as this one. Mm-hmm. Like he has – his tweets are just a bunch of statistical BS. I, I mean, that's his life. You know, he actually tweets more than I thought. Um, so he said – this says uh, tonight's Iowa-Illinois game is the highest rated – Ken Palm thrill score for the rest of the year. Ooh, see? It's going to be high scoring. And he said, best matchup since Michigan State versus Duke in the 2019 Elite Eight. Wow. Which wasn't that Zion 
RJ Barrett and Cam Reddish against Michigan State with Winston and Tillman, and Michigan State beat them. Sounds correct. Nailed it. Great. Boom. Boom. Anybody that's out there watching, if you have any questions, feel free to ask. Feel free. Yeah, man. We could talk about college basketball right now. I mean, you know, a lot of stuff going on. What's going on in college basketball? Well, you have the fact that the Missouri Valley has uh, more teams in the top 25 of the net than the SEC does. That's, uh, so that's exciting. Really crazy. I think well, actually, I think, Valley, it, I mean, I think it might be the same. I think they both have two. But Missouri is 26, you said. That's that's unreal. That's stupid. They're five and three against the top quads of the net, quad one, quad two. Ten and three overall. Their three losses are Tennessee, uh, Mississippi State, I think, which is a quad two team, I think. And then they lost to uh, somebody else. So that happened, definitely. So you've a case the definitely's. We'll get we'll, we'll answer that whenever he's back. Who is your favorite Illini player? Right now? Currently? My answer would be none, Illini player. Kendrick none? I'm all in on everybody. Oh. Except okay. for Jermaine right. and Tyler Underwood. My favorite Illini player on this team would be Io for sure. That's I'm gonna a, be I'm gonna be that guy that just picks, you know. It's a brutal best answer. The best brutal. player that I gave no awards to, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that's possible. Because <laughs> I'm saving I'm saving all the awards for him at the end of the end of the season. Yeah, 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 yeah. So let me ask you this one. So the committee is going to come out with a top 16 soon, right? Uh, they did in when February. When do they come out with that? Well, that, the last one was February 7th. Oh, that's why we're doing this show on the 8th. Well, I don't know if they're going to actually do it. Yeah, but I'm going to write down my top 16 at the top of my head right now, and you tell me if you have any grievances with it. Are, are we ready? I'm ready. I'm writing it down, so. My number one, actually, I'm going to go from 16 down. How about that? Wait, that's going to be confusing. Uh, yeah, I'll go from 16. Uh, 16 is going to be, of course, um, this team that plays in the uh, Big Ten, Wisconsin, is going to be number 16. Okay. 15 is going to be Oklahoma. Okay, that's right, I did it. Lon Kruger's team, of course, former Illini coach. Uh, I don't know if anybody knew that, but I did, so nailed it. Um, let's see, 14, I would say, is – Who did you pick for for uh, 14? I haven't picked 14 yet. I'm, I'm trying to – Put the numbers together in my head. Oh, we know how good you are with numbers. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Tennessee, no, Texas Tech. 
Texas Tech 14, Illinois 13. Okay. I spelled Illinois wrong. My God, what am I doing? <laughs> okay. Um, Oklahoma, right? Okay. 12 is going to be do. This is hard. <laughs> I'm going to go back to one. Should we, should we have done this live right now? Yes. I know you're trying this to fill is, that time. Um, while, while you're doing that, uh, House of Pain uh, just retweeted that uh, the team is coming back for season two of the TBT or for, for their second time. What You know what I'm saying. Yes, I do. Officially coming back. So uh, we will have some more TBT basketball We'll get, we'll get one of the guys on. Old line eye greats. Maybe we can get their coach. Who's their coach? Uh, um, <laughs> um, I don't know. Why am I drawing a blank? What is his name? Uh, his name is. Thank you, Freddie. Deny. It's a, a brew party just had him on. Fred. Fred. Yeah, that's his name. That's not. Yep. Quiet. Mike Latulip. Jeez. Jeez. So, how many uh, teams you got there now? I got one left to write down here. I'm trying to think of who it would be. I got it. All right, here we go. Number 16 is Wisconsin, which I feel like I underrated them there a little bit, shortchanged them. 15 is Oklahoma, which I don't know why I thought that Oklahoma was better than Wisconsin. What an idiot I am, but I'm going to roll with it. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Uh, Texas Tech, 14. Illinois, 13. West Virginia, 12. Tennessee, 11, Missouri, 10, Texas, wow. 9, Villanova, 8, Virginia, 7, Iowa, 6, Houston, 5, Alabama, 4, Michigan, 3, Gonzaga, 2, Baylor, 1. You really love Alabama, don't you? Yes, I do. And uh, Baylor's number one in the net, by the way. Are they? Yep. Nice. Alabama's 10. I have them at four. Uh, Michigan, three. So I have the top three the same. Houston's four. I have them at five. Iowa, five. I have them at six. Virginia, six. I have them at seven. Villanova is eight. I have them at eight. Texas is 14. I have them at nine. Missouri's 26. I have them at 10th. Tennessee is 11. I have them at 12. West Virginia is 21. I have them at 12. Illinois is seven. I have them at 13. Texas Tech is 13, I have them at 14. Oklahoma is 20. I have them at 15. Wisconsin is 16. I have them at... This is a typo. 15 is officially Ohio State. Don't know how I forgot them. Uh-oh. My bad. So Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Colorado, Florida State, Kansas, Creighton, those teams are on the outside looking in. Nailed it. So I'm pretty confident that if Baylor goes undefeated, they'll be the number one overall seed. Even if they lose one game, if it's to a good opponent. Because, you know, they're high on Baylor, obviously. I wonder what strength the schedule looks like for Baylor and Gonzaga together. 
because non-conference, if you adjust it or whatever the Ken Palm thing is, you would have Gonzaga at 90 and Baylor at 275. So let's look at Hazometrics, which is a far better source for this, of course. Definitely. That's that's the only one people should use. Baylor 106 in strength schedule, Gonzaga 129. So I don't know what those metrics are, but, uh, you know, this has been the podcast, I guess, if we're not going to get any questions. So, boom. <laughs> I'll heat something up here for you. Heat something up? It's an affection, Tony. Hmm? There you go. Underwood to K-State. Thoughts? <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, they, there was time, and then of course it was Oklahoma State fans. Um, after he came to Illinois, said, "Oh, he'll just leave you." They were salty. I get it, but uh, it's his alma mater. So if that opens up, I don't know. What do you think? <sighs> I mean, I doubt it. I don't know why he would leave this program for that program. I agree. But it'd be yeah, kind of funny if we one. if we lost two coaches in a row. One of we're not in a row, but one of which was fired goes to K State, and then one leaves for K State. Right. That would be interesting. So who's going to replace Underwood when he goes to K State? Um, I would go with uh, I don't know who's available. Well, I've always wanted Tony Bennett. So how much is he making? Let's double it. <laughs> Illinois got money, right? I got funders. All right, he makes about two point five million per year. We'll triple that seven seven point five. We're gonna think that Underwood's really going to K State. Maybe he is. I doubt it. I don't know why he would leave a good program for a program that just lost by forty eight to Baylor when he could he could stay at a program that lost by thirteen to Baylor. How about that? Yeah. Um, in the title, you need to put Underwood to K State just for clickbait purposes. I think that's a smart idea, and I think I'm going to go with it. Uh, we should have Underwood on and flat out ask him if if Weber retires or gets canned because K State is awful and they've been bad for a couple of years now. And Bruce, how old's Bruce? Bruce now? had him back. What was it? Three years ago. They, yeah, they they were, they were good for a long time, but like you can't just sit there and suck. I mean, come on. That's true. They just didn't they sign him to an extension. I feel like that is a thing. I, it's a power six school, you know. So, and they're in one of the best conferences in the country. I mean, you look at like the Pac 12 is abysmal this year, and the Big 12 is not abysmal. So, boom, those don't go together at all, but I went with it. Bruce Weber, after Lena scored, schooled a historic victory over Kentucky in its first NCAA Elite Eight in eight seasons. Head coach Bruce Weber has agreed to a two-year contract extension through 2022-23. So he still has two years left. I mean, how old is he? He is old. Probably the same age as Underwood. He's definitely older. No way. Yeah, he's way older. I'll say 64. The BruceWeber.com. What the heck? 
I mean, he, he is, is 64. You're looking it up on Google. No, I didn't. He was born in 1956, right? Is that how that is? That's look at you doing math in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Underwood is 57, so seven are different. You said they were the same age. When you're that age, it's all the same. I think it's almost time for Bruce to hang him up, you know, right off into the sunset. You're never going to win a title at K State. I mean, that's not wrong. It's been a good run. Hang him up. Would go there. K-State is paying him. Tony Bennett to Illinois, make it happen. Because Underwood's making 3.4 mil right now. So I wonder if it would even be worth going. Okay, Tony Bennett has to be making more than 2.5. 2.6 million is what Weber's making. Illinois overpaid. So Tony Bennett turned down a raise? What an idiot. He does it for the love of the job, man. And you got to have more money to get better players. He should, yep. He should leave Illinois for, he should leave Virginia for Illinois. Let me ask you this one. Hypothetically, if Underwood leaves to go to K State, would uh, he, he makes, Tony Bennett makes 4.15 million. Yeah. I don't know why it said two. It was way <laughs> lower. Let me ask you this one. If this is a weird question, but if Underwood were to leave Illinois after this season to go to K State, uh-huh. would you take Rick Pitino at Illinois? No, because he's sixty-eight, so he's old. No, who would you want? Realistic number one guy. I don't know. Like he, I'm not going to lure people away from. I'll take Quano Martin. Get Quano in here. A joke, but uh, yikes, Deion Thomas, what are you interested? No, he, he said that he'd he like would, to do high school if he had the chance to be the head coach. Of Illinois, I think he would do it. You think? No, I actually, I don't. I don't know. It would be a crazy one is let's steal Juwan Howard away from Michigan. <laughs> He's an Illinois boy, he went to Michigan. There's I know no he chance. went there, but he's still there's from no Illinois. Chance. I know there's no chance. Man, I can't believe we haven't gotten any questions and the conversation has gone gotten to this. Jesus. Okay. I think we gotta wrap it up for did we get, did we get to an hour yet? I know that's what you've been trying to do. We still got five and a half minutes. <laughs> I guess it's just gonna be a fifty-five minute episode. I don't think I can let that happen. I don't think people want to listen sit here in silence. If you want to. You want to sit here in silence? Not really. So, uh, Illinois needs to get one tonight. I and forgot if they question. don't, and if they don't, Underwood, thin ice. <laughs> exactly. Don't forget it, Brad. I don't think he wants to be on thin ice, but I don't really think he cares. So yeah, because he'd just go to K State and say, See "Suck it." Yeah, <laughs> there's the list right there. Full size, yeah. Full size, you. <laughs> there we go. It's even written in pen with scribbly marks, and Illinois spelled wrong, so. You know it's good. You know it's good. 
So right. Feb- February 8th, uh, we'll be doing. Yeah. When are we doing this. the next episode for this? Monday? For this? Uh, Monday? They play Tuesday, right? Against Indiana. Monday would probably be good. I think that, Monday would they be play next? Indiana? I haven't even looked forward on the schedule. I think it is Indiana, yeah. On Tuesday, right? Because it got moved up or something. The time got moved up or back or something. They don't play till eight o'clock. Holy smokes. So um, yeah. So Tuesday. Tuesday. Tonight they play at seven. Tonight they play at eight. Huh? Tonight they play at eight? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Holy smokes. I'm not going to be able to stay up that late. Eight o'clock tonight, eight o'clock Tuesday. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. Well, at least they won't come out flat, like, you know, at 11 a.m. They're going to come out flat. <laughs> All right. We both think they're going to win. They better win. If they don't, they suck. All right. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll be back Monday, preview the next game. I'll have whatever. Uh, yeah. Okay. See ya. Go, Line Eye.